This episode will focus on changes and highlights for the tax season. What are some things to keep in mind when preparing the 2020 tax return? Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. For this episode, I was not entirely sure what to present on, but I did give a recent presentation for the Kansas Coalition Against Sexual and Domestic Violence. And the presentation started with providing some basics and resources for their clients to know about with regard to tax filing and different tax issues. But then we wanted to highlight within the presentation some items for 2020 tax returns, and I thought this would be a good reminder episode for those of you who prepare taxes or are getting ready to have your own taxes prepared and submitted to the IRS. So some of these are pieces that I have done episodes on in recent times, so I am just going to give some highlights and go over the basics such as the recovery rebate credit, that that is available on the 2020 tax return for those who did not receive or only received part of their economic impact payment, which was commonly called the stimulus payment. Now, the economic impact payments were based on eligibility from the 2018 and 2019 tax returns. One thing to note is then for the recovery rebate credit on the 2020 tax return is that is based on eligibility in 2020. And so someone, if they have a dependent who ages out, then that causes an issue. Another item to note is that The recovery rebate credit itself is both non-refundable and refundable. So the non-refundable portion will be reducing the tax on the tax return, and the refundable portion is inflating that refund so that they would be receiving money back from the IRS. Now, not many people may know about the non-refundable portion, and so that may come as a surprise to them that they are not receiving their full economic impact payment. And then the credit is still subject to being intercepted like other refundable credits or, in general, a refund if the taxpayer owes a past due debt to the government, such as federal or state taxes, child support, or student loan payments that are overdue, then that refund may be intercepted and entirely disappear. So I am trying to get the word out that 
while we have been saying if you did not receive your economic impact payment in the first or second round, that the individual's recovery rebate credit may be reduced or entirely intercepted because it is offsetting past due government debt. So the credit the taxpayer receives may not be as large as they were expecting, such as a full $1,200 or $600 to come to them. Next, I wanted to go over the earned income look back for the earned income credit. So to walk through what is earned income and what is not earned income, basically earned income is active income for working in a job such as salaries, wages, tips, professional fees, and other amounts received as pay for work actually performed. So this can include self-employment, while what is not earned income includes unemployment, retirement, such as pensions, alimony, child support, interest, dividends, social security benefits, including disability or veterans benefits. So the earned income credit is used to promote people, to encourage them to work, and so it is for active work income, earned income, and passive unearned income does not qualify. So there is a earned income look back that is put in place for this tax year to compare the taxpayer's 2020 income to their 2019 income that the greater earned income may be used to qualify and calculate for the earned income credit. This is used to benefit those who are making less income because of job loss or reduction, or they were receiving unemployment instead of wages in 2020. So that allows for the look back to give them the maximum earned income credit that they're not just limited to the 2020 income if that is the lesser of those two years. Now, I also did an episode recently on the potential for the child tax credit to increase because of current legislation that the child tax credit that is currently in place is both non-refundable and refundable. The non-refundable portion is $2,000, and the refundable portion is called the additional child tax credit. Now, to do the math, it is 15% of the taxpayer's adjusted gross income exceeding $2,500, but that is capped at a refundable credit of $1,400. The proposed legislation would change the child tax credit for next year, the 2021 tax return, that would make the child tax credit fully refundable. It would be 
$3,000 per child ages 6 to 17, $3,600 for children under the age of 6, and it would be paid out on a monthly basis. The reason for this is that there are some families that certain credits might be their main income throughout the year, and so this would allow them to stretch their income throughout the year if they're receiving it on a monthly basis rather than an annual basis to help benefit those families. Now, the last item I wanted to highlight is unemployment income. And unemployment income has been taxable for quite some time. This is not a new development, but what is new is so many people in our nation who are drawing unemployment income now that it may come as a shock to them that it needs to be reported on the tax return and that it is taxable income. Now, a person can always request for withholding to be set aside from their unemployment income so it all balances out. But I have heard some reports that with regard to the additional federal funds that that did not necessarily have withholding held back. And so it was not even for everyone who requested withholding on their unemployment income. So overall, those are some highlights for the tax season that I wanted people to be aware of. These are some items that I have touched on in some past episodes, but I think it is worth repeating again just to let people know some highlights that may come as a shock to some taxpayers that they may have been expecting one thing, and based on the rules, they may get a reduced refund or owe money depending on the situation. So overall, I hope this helps you out and want to thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors, and I hope you are having a great tax season. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.